Hi, I am your host, Leonette Talley, and you are listening to Virago 24-7. Virago is Latin for female warrior, and 24-7 is for all day, every day. Virago 24-7 is a weekly podcast that brings diverse women together to talk about life and our experiences in this world. We share our views on self-love, mental health, marriage, children, friendships, and really anything that needs to be talked about. Here, you will find everyday growth, everyday healing with everyday warriors. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome. Today, I am not alone. I've been alone by myself, me, myself, and I for the past three weeks. But today I have three lovely ladies that you've heard before. We have Lindsay Yoda. Hey. What up? Hey. We have Shiny Like the Sun. Hello. And we have Erica. (laughs) Hey. From Detroit. (laughs) We are gathered here today to talk about race again. Woohoo! Everyone's favorite topic of choice. So if you're listening, you're probably like, oh, crap, not again. But hey, it's important to talk about. So here we are. I wanted to bring these three ladies on. We've already done a show about racism, but I just wanted to get a different like perspective on it. And we're going to tackle different questions and issues. We uh, I posed a question on Facebook recently about, OK, what can Leonette and Virago and all the Viragos record for the podcast and one of the things that came up was two race related questions and I'm like these are thought provoking and good you know questions to debate so um that is one reason that I wanted to talk about this today so welcome ladies thank hey. you I want to start I know last time we talked about white fragility and we can you know tackle that but when I was doing research I found this word and I know you guys have heard it, and I've heard it, but I didn't really know the true meaning of it, microaggression and what that means. And I know, Lindsay, I've heard you use this word before. And anytime Lindsay uses big words, I have to look them up. (laughs) I'm like, damn, I should know that word. But I feel like with race, like people think racism is like in your face, you know, evil people, evil words, but microaggression is very subtle, very um, everyday uh, dialogue, everyday comments that people make that we don't realize can hurt that person. So who wants to talk about that? And I want to shoot it to Lindsay for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll, um, I will say, I can give a definition of microaggression. I feel like, you know, defining our terms, anytime we start talking, particularly about race, um, it's helpful to be on the same page. As we know, like race and racism is so complex and its manifestations are complex. So to make sure we're talking about the same thing is super helpful. And I find that helpful in engaging people on the topic. So um, I just did a quick search. Do you have a definition? I do. But before we start, um, let me go back um, to our um, our backgrounds because if you've listened, we know Lindsay's white, Shiny's Asian, Indian. Is that how you describe yourself? Yes. And then we have E, Erica, who's black, and then I'm Hispanic. So anyways, that's who we are. Go ahead. Awesome. Um, this definition of microaggression is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group, such as a racial or ethnic minority. So some of those, you know, those terms is kind of indirect, maybe subtle. You know, the word unintentional to me kind of bugs me, but mm-hmm. I think it from the person maybe doing it, they don't know what they're doing. You know, the way that actions and words have history and have meaning and whether the person knows that history or meaning or not, there's the impact is still harmful. So um, that's the definition that yes. I just quick found. So yeah, we no, can that's talk the about definition. That examples of that. So I just wrote. I just saw some online that I wrote down that I was like, oh okay. 
um, examples of microaggressions. So one was that I saw was uh, when I see you, I don't see color. And so that's signaling that a person doesn't acknowledge your blackness or won't hold it against you. Um, another one is that we're all one race. We're a human race. <laughs> Um, you're so articulate, Erica. <laughs> you're so articulate as a black woman. You're so articulate. Oh my gosh. Um, so those are a few. Um, another one was everyone can succeed in society if they work hard enough. Mm-hmm. So that's signaling that black people are just lazy and that's why they're not getting or high, Or so. uh, that one is always huge. Like you all have the same opportunities. No. We have many more barriers put in the way and people don't like to acknowledge the barriers that have been set for generations. Another one that I saw as an Mm -hmm. example was um, black women's hair. So it said, Uh, I see your hair is big today. Are you planning to wear it like that for the client meeting? Like your natural hair is not beautiful. Like you need to, you know, do something with that because it's out of control. I get that a lot. Um, You do? Well, people think I'm a mystery, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, um, like, recently I had to, I've been in the census for at our hospital. Um, I've been listed as African American um, for over 10 years. And even though I fill out the form um, as Asian, Mm -hmm. but when people look at me, they assume either I'm Latin American, Mm -hmm. you know, like Hispanic, or African American, um, they would say last Asian. Hmm. And what uh, is wrong? I'm sorry. What is wrong with people? Because when I look at you, you look Asian, Indian, like to me. So these are people that have not gone far. Well, I think that's what I see. When people don't see it, I'm like, you haven't been, you haven't been around. But you know, I think a lot of people haven't. You know, I yeah. think a, I think a lot of people haven't been um, around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that I am very aware of my surroundings when I go to a party or an event. I am aware that I will be, my me or my boys, will mm-hmm. be the only people of color mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but say I put one of my friends in that situation... Um, they may be, be be uncomfortable. White friends? Yes. Okay. Um, they might be uncomfortable. But because mm-hmm. I have lived and grew up, you know, and that. assimilated very well, mm-hmm. um, I'm fine. But I do I do think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, people can't say that, you know, people will say, oh, shiny, you fit in or mm-hmm. shiny, you blend it with everyone so well. Because you're so articulate, shiny. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> they'll, th- they'll say things like it's that. True. But, but please don't misunderstand that I don't see. Mm-hmm. And when I was at a party uh, a year ago at a Christmas party, and I was the only person um, of color. And I think I mentioned it because I was, I was uncomfortable. Because not only was I the only person of color, I was definitely the only person... That was like me. I felt mm-hmm. like everyone was kind of, I don't know, uppity, mm-hmm. maybe a certain type of person, mm-hmm. if I can say. Um, you know, d- really dressed. It was in Charlotte, North Carolina. They were very dressed up. Um, I didn't really know anyone. No one spoke to me. It, it was a type of party that no one's even going to walk around and try to introduce you. Mm-hmm. And this, the stranger I spoke to you know, who just happened to be right there because it was crowded. She said to me, oh, I didn't even notice. When I said that I was, st- that I stood out because I was brown, I said that. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, I didn't even notice. And I thought, of course. oh, come yeah. on now. You noticed. Yeah. So I, like you said, I, I do get that a lot. But um, when I do say that I am Indian to people, I've also gotten, when you said microaggression, mm-hmm. um, I have also gotten dots or feathers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. They say that? I knew, I of knew course. you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. Dots mm-hmm. or feathers? I've never heard that. Yes. What mm-hmm. is? Yeah, yes. I, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I already knew that was. Coming. Okay, that's crude. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Because that's all, but that's all they know because or, or that they see, mm-hmm. like maybe on television. 
So yes, it's and just, when, yeah. that's just all, yeah. that's, that is the only representation yes. that they see. So when people say that, what do you say to them? An expletive? I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> no, Shiny's so nice. She uh, probably answers it really sweetly. Uh, I mean, I think I, I think I smiled. I think I smiled and said, I, I think I was at like a garage sale and I said, I'm not interested in buying anything today, mm-hmm. you know, have a good day or something. But I but, get that because you know. it's the same with mm. when you're black, because on television, they see either extremely dark or extremely light. You know, it's like everybody else that's in between. They, they don't get to see that. Well, you see more of that now. But like when I was in college and I was in an all white town. And I worked the drive through at Wendy's and I would get the question, what are you? Yeah. Several times mm-hmm. because they were not used to seeing a light skinned black person in that time. Mm-hmm. So I get it. They usually see yeah. it as dark. I get what are you too. Mm-hmm. They don't know what So I yeah, if they don't see the yeah. dot, they like, oh. We're mysteries, lady. Right. Hey, I like to be a mystery. Exactly. I actually enjoy the mystery, which is why mm-hmm. I don't tell anyone. I say, you know, yes. what my background Guess is. What I don't I tell am. my education. Yeah. I don't, yeah, tell, them, I don't say anything. Talking, like, like, you know, I just figure yeah. if they really wanted to get to know me, they try to get to know me, and slowly I could let them invite them into my yeah. space. Yeah. Um, and and that's how I leave it because, you know, mm-hmm. you you have to have permission to get into my space. And if mm-hmm. they want to be rude and make all these assumptions. But I've had, I have a um, actually a pretty good friend. She's much older than me. But she, during this um, time of conflict in our, in our world, she called me one morning really upset. And it's the time frame of when the older people go. And she's much older than me. So she it was time frame when the older people go to the grocery store. And she called me complaining that um, it's a time when the elders are supposed to go from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And she was upset and said that there were too many Asians in the store. And I said, um, okay. Wait, so um, wait, your white friend said there's too many Asians in the store? Yes, my white friend. She's a little bit older than me, mm-hmm. um, you know, quite a bit older than me. And she called upset. And she was she, complaining. She called you. She called me. <laughs> oh my God. Like I said, people who are even close to me yeah. or think they're close to me, like feel close to me, feel close to me, um, was complaining to me and said that there were um, too many Asians in the store and she didn't feel comfortable. And I, you know, just quickly said, I'm sorry you felt that way. And um, I'm glad you're home and you're safe and you're okay. And Did I just you say why? Okay, what kind of Asian people were these? They're like, <laughs> yeah. like what the hell? Like, why would you be afraid? I don't get it. You know? Did she say? I would ask all the questions. You know, I I didn't. I just thought it would be the best for me to get off the phone you're quickly. So, you so know, sweet. you know me. I don't yeah. invite conflict. You're so adorable. Um, but I got off the phone and I, you know, and I. Actually, I think I might have said that I am Asian, but I I don't remember. It might have been my dream because sometimes I had these dreams where I had this clever comeback to say to somebody. But <laughs> I, I'm going to say this when I talk to her next. Um, or, or I'd be like, now you know how I feel when I'm the only brown one in the store. White yeah, people might yeah. make us uncomfortable. You know, but I wish it's up in Cleveland, Georgia. And if you're listening outside of Georgia, it's a rinky-dink. Okay, it's not a rinky-dink town because it was lovely. <laughs> but it's a very, very, very small country town. We went up there. They were not wearing any masks. I felt out of place. I was the only brown person. But yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I'm not going to show that I'm uncomfortable. I, I don't really get uncomfortable. But you know, you know you stand out. Mm-hmm. So when people stare at me, I'm like, they just think I'm beautiful. That's what I tell myself. They've never seen such lovely brown skin in their lives. We're all the same inside. (laughs) I know, girl. I I want to stop all this hate. But they, but they, hate towards Jews, hate towards Asians, hate towards all of them. Whites, I heard everybody. I I hear that story of the the grocery store as a person concerned about the coronavirus. Yes, but it was specific towards the Asian. Right. Taking because, over her elder time. Well, and because our... But they were probably Asians that were elderly at that time as well. Well, and I hear, because our former president called it the coronavirus, the Kung flu, and... The China. The China virus. virus. Mm-hmm. Like, 
From the highest office in our country, we hear a people group blamed for a virus. So the uptick in you know, hateful actions taken against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the last 12 months, um, including recent murders in Atlanta. Yes. I mean, I, I attribute that to that kind of language, right? This dehumanizing mm-hmm. of a people group, which always precedes hate and genocide, even eventually down the road, like this, a dehumanizing of people is always the first step. So you do that, you dehumanize people through, you know, cut downs and and words and labels, and you find a way to view people as less than human so that then you can, in your psyche, justify mistreating them, right? Because like it is against our nature to hurt another human, right? Like there's parts of us that go, you're a person, right? And I, and I should care for you. And that's my instinct. So in order to mistreat someone, you have to first see them as less than human. Mm -hmm. And I don't, we don't always do that subconsciously. So that kind of like microaggression, the unintentional part, like we don't know all of the messages that we've internalized, Mm -hmm. all of the ways that that have, have shaped our views of, people from India or people from the other parts of Asia or people from Africa or Afro-Caribbeans or African-Americans or Mm -hmm. Latinas. Like we don't know, we aren't aware of all of the ways that those have shaped our ideas. So Mm -hmm. it leads to this, like I'm in the grocery store and I feel unsafe because there are Asian people here and we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. And so you can't critique like, why am I? I'm afraid. You just feel that, and mm-hmm. somehow that feels justified. That and it's, it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's it awful. It is. Well, and what's awful is that she's calling you to to vent, not really understanding that you're the wrong person to to call and vent to. Um, so when so a lot of times for me, microaggression is very you know like we said like we're giving examples, but some people might look at us and be like oh my gosh, we can't say anything anymore. You guys are so sensitive. Like, what the heck? I can't say anything to anyone without it being offensive. How do we respond to people that say that? Because I've heard that a lot, you know, or read it, you know, you read it online on social media. To me, that that's such a, an ignorant thing to say. Like, it's, an, it's a so simplistic way of thinking that if... If I've asked you not to say certain things, or here is a a short list of words that I'd like for you to not use, um, because I've told you how that impacts me, and you think I can't say anything then, like if these are literally the only words in your vocabulary, then like, then, then yes, I need you to say nothing. Like Mm -hmm. then yes, you can't speak to me at all. Like if, if this is literally all you can do. So even like what would trigger in the person of a mind who's offended by that, like, uh, like, well, I got to walk on eggshells. Like, mm-hmm. why can you think of nothing else to say? Like, why do you feel like this list of microaggressions or this whatever article mm-hmm. you read or whatever you've heard? Why do you feel why is that so encompassing of what you view you have to say? Yeah, like like that's all they know. So you're taking it all away because <laughs> that's what I see. I'm like, you literally like how you're saying like. I'm literally taking everything you have to say. Like, really? If that's there's all nothing you have else to say, <laughs> yeah. then I will need you to say nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And why can't we just speak kindly? Why can't that be the choice? That's right. If you have nothing nice to say, then. <laughs> well, like speaking of that, we're going down another road. <laughs> and I want Erica to chime in. Yeah. So on Facebook, mm-hmm. one of the questions was, why is it okay to say the, why is it not okay to say the N word, but then the black community can say the N word and it's okay. How do you respond to that? Cause I think there's a lot of people that have that question. <laughs> hey, we're here for, to be real. Me, speak it, say it. Uh, it's, you just can't. And I shouldn't have to explain but that why? to you. Why can't you, you know, not say You know it? the history. Yeah. Nobody is that ignorant. To not know the history. So I shouldn't have to explain that to you, which. Lindsay, go ahead and ask your question about the exhaustion part. 
yeah, that I, we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah, one of the things I would be curious to hear from the uh, the women of color at mm-hmm. the table is how how you choose to deal with the foolishness you face. So, like, Shiny, you have a friend who calls you and has this concern about the grocery store. Or, Erica, there's other examples, stories that happen to you. Like, how do you know when to say, okay, I'm going to engage with this person? Or how do you choose to say, that's foolishness, I'm not going to have a part in it? Like, that level of exhaustion that you face with those microaggressions or even macroaggressions. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you choose when to engage, when to walk away? How it do you depends discern? on the relationship that I have with you and if I actually care about mm-hmm. you. Yeah. If I really don't, then it's like, mm, well, I'm not going to answer that. And maybe you should do some research mm-hmm. and answer that. But if it's somebody that's true that I feel like, OK, I, I sit with this person. I have conversations with this person and they really want to know. Then like they're I'll, coming I'll, from a place of like true yes, concern. Right. And, mm-hmm. Then, okay, I, I might explain something, but I'm just at the point in my life right now, you feel like you're tired of the things that you say and you feel like you're walking on eggshells. Well, hell, go ahead. Be tired. We've been tired. Mm-hmm. I don't care about you being tired because yeah. you can't say mm-hmm. a certain thing. We don't care about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to generalize because it's not always, you know, every black person doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't care how you feel mm-hmm. at this point when we still have things going on in this country that are affecting people that look like me or look like my children or look like my brother or look like you know my dad mm-hmm. uh, I don't care about you being tired yeah. because you can't say certain things the N-word. well I mean which and then okay so I'll go ahead and answer it for me as a black woman I don't Use it in mixed company. Okay. That means around white people. Um, I really don't. I, we don't use it around Hispanic people either. Um, so it shocks me because, you know, I'm a school teacher. And when I do hear my um, brown babies using it, I'm like, I'm always looking at them like, um, and then, but they have black friends. Mm-hmm. So this generation is different and they, they allow that word. It's just when I was coming up. We didn't allow anybody outside of ourselves to say it, but um, and just speaking from my generation, when you use it with just the A, that's different than the Mm E-R. Okay, the E-R is is evil Mm -hmm. and you know what it's tied to, what it's associated with. Um, when you use it with the A, you know, that's what you hear in, in the rap music. You may hear the black kids using it um, is more of a term of endearment, I guess. Mm-hmm. We, if you want to say it like that, um, I, I won't sit up here and lie and say I don't use it um, when I'm with family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes out. We try not to, but we'll say it every now and then. Um but it's just for my generation, it's unacceptable for a white person to use it. I don't care if mm-hmm. you rapping a song, you better blank it out. Mm-hmm. You can you can rap all around it. <laughs> don't say it. Yeah. Um, just because you can't. Yeah. And that's just how we feel about it. Yeah. You, you can't because of the history of it. Um, and that's just my take on it. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers. The it question. does. I mean, for me, it does. It, it doesn't make sense for me when people ask that. Because like, why, like, why is that? First of all, why is that your business? Why do you feel the need to even understand why the black community can say the N word and you cannot like, just don't, just don't say it. Like, why is that even a freaking debate? Like, why do we have to debate it? I know some people and depending on where you grow up, um, you know, a lot of these country cities here in Georgia, you know, I, white people, that's probably what they hear growing up because, you know, they don't know any different. Um, but the people that have been around and mm-hmm. have been around other minorities, like, why are you asking that question? Just don't say it. Period. And it's none of your business why the black community can say it. They say it. And it's in a term of endearment. Like and it's, it's not everybody. You know, no, it's not. Because, you know. Um, yeah. The older generation definitely frowns upon upon it. Like, don't use it, don't say it at all, period. Um, 
Like the black people that I've been around Mm -hmm. don't say it at all. Mm -hmm. And I've been told that depending on. It just depends on your The Hispanic, Mm -hmm. like if you're like in an urban area and that's all you know, I've heard Mm -hmm. that that's okay. It's not, it feels weird for you. It's all about code switching because I code switch constantly all day. It Mm -hmm. just depends on what environment I'm in. And, you know, when I go home and I visit my family, that's a whole different environment mm-hmm. you know so i speak differently so mm-hmm. even when i'm with all of you you never hear me say that never never you mm-hmm. i don't say it in a general conversation because mm-hmm. i'm just not i'm mm-hmm. not going to because i've you know i taught myself when it's appropriate when it's not mm-hmm. some people feel it's never appropriate but you know mm-hmm. i grew up differently yeah. um so that's just my take on it that's one of those words that it has does you mentioned like the historical context of it mm-hmm. and was a direct tool used to dehumanize. Mm-hmm. So like when you know that that's the history, even if you don't know, you should know at this <laughs> point, you've had opportunities to know um, that that's the history of that word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, a long history of people, marginalized communities reclaiming words, you know, mm-hmm. that were used against them. And then now you reclaim it. Right. Um, and, and then so to use it can even be exerting a form of dignity, you know, mm-hmm. so like to, to call it can be a, become a term of endearment. And that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense necessarily people outside of that community. Right. But it's the same way that um, like for women, I don't I don't call my friends the B word. <laughs> but, but it has become right, a term. Right. But like if, but if right. I yeah. if I was feeling some kind of way or just being silly and like. I could call you all that. Like I could come in the in the room and say, "What's up, B?" You know, like. But that, but if a man did that, we would like attack him. You know? like, yeah, like don't you dare. So right. there's a sense in which, like, a woman, it might not be in your personality to use it, mm-hmm. and you might have a relationship with that word that you're like, "I will never use it." Or some women who like call their friends that, you know, right. and it's just silly. Mm-hmm. But it's something that a woman, like, I can say that word. As a woman, mm-hmm. but a man, you should never, if you call me that, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, so there, there is a reclaiming of words that happens there that, yeah. that right. is, and again, it's, it's not white people's business for the, for the N word in particular, yeah. like it, boundaries. it's not appropriate. It, it is, it is, it's, it's a boundary. Like mm-hmm. it is not our business to, um, question, to question why mm-hmm. we use it and mm-hmm. how and when and where. I like that word boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't know that. I just and, read that. And that's why they asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a book called Boundary Power. Oh, mm. okay. Boundaries. I like that. Um, and then I know we, I listened to some of the podcasts Lindsay sent us and mm. um, about when the guy was talking about he was on the Peloton and he was. Yeah. He, yeah. So, then, so, so Lindsay like, sent us a podcast. Where they were talking about the N word, yeah, mm-hmm. and they talk about like, in some instances you are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So like when we're all in the gym, and the rap music started oh. coming on, and I'm like, hey, hey, turn it, she does turn it, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, oh, they so, just saying they're just throwing it out there, huh? Yeah, you, I'm like, oh, yeah. So it, there yeah. are instances where I'm just like, oh. Yeah, like cut it off. Cut it off. Yeah, cut and it because off. you're in mixed company, because yeah. I'm in mixed company. Yeah. Now, hey. If it's, you know, if I'm back at home, we... Yeah, you're not... We rock. <laughs> but if I hear it come on in the gym, and you know I'm the only person there mm-hmm. at 5 a.m. of mm-hmm. color, and I'm like, oh, wait. Hey, turn it off, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, um, since we're talking about what people are saying, like what white people mostly, I'm sorry, Lindsay, but this is mostly white people that are asking these questions or, you know, say these things. So I want to address them. Um, Another thing that comes up a lot is, and not just for black people, for brown people, for anybody who's come to this country and is here and has had struggles. It's like, basically, we're told to get over it. It happened already. It happened a long time ago. Move on. What do you say to that? Like, get over it. And it's mostly it's mostly people that think racism doesn't exist, quote unquote, it doesn't exist anymore. It's like it's over. It was before our time. What do you how do you answer that? I feel like you you really can't address people who have that mindset because unless it hits home for them, 
they'll never understand. And so you won't change that person's mind on get over it unless they're close to someone that's a person of color. And then they see how it affects their daily routine, their daily life. Or if they, you know, because we we're truly becoming a country where you're you can't tell the ethnicity of someone. So mm-hmm. until they have a grandbaby that is an other, mm-hmm. um, they yeah. won't understand. And so I found that I'm not going to waste my time with people like that mm-hmm. because until it hits home, until it directly affects him or her, I just feel like there's no changing. That so mindset. all the noise you've been hearing, you just tune it out. Because mm, yeah, it makes part. me it makes me mad. I'm I'm getting to a point where it's all just right. like, okay, that is just true ignorance. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to your level because you seem real calm about it. But at first, I'm just like, like I want to fight. I'm like, what, like what do you mean? Mm-hmm. But so so you're saying just ignore. So them. well, it just That's it depends way. because you you're not gonna get through to someone like that um, because they have no experience. Um, being uh, probably even really being around people of color closely, like in a close relationship. Um, so when you come across people like that, you have to learn to let it go. Well, and I think also they see minorities being successful. So it's like, well, they're doing it so you can do it too. Why aren't you being successful? So they take the small percentage of minorities that are doing their thing and they just think, oh, well, then everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Why are you complaining about it? That's what I was going to say. For me, it's too different. I have two different um, okay. feelings. So for me, I have um, I have that where I'm completely um, treated really poorly, depending on what race they think I am. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I am the model minority mm-hmm. where my white friends say, you're just like us. Mm-hmm. You're successful. Mm-hmm. You're educated. We, we don't think you're different. We consider you just like us. We don't see you any different than us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm not just like you. I'm nothing like you. I'm different. I don't look like you. I'm not like you at all. Your experiences, like your cultural experiences are like, very different. I'm a hundred percent different like you. And it, and actually that group, like this group, which is weird because you would think that I would fit, you would feel like, oh, they, they, they kind of like accept me, mm-hmm. but actually this group, I'm the most uncomfortable in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this group makes me really angry. And I just recently I was the the group that accepts says they're you're just like like the accepted group, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So this group, um, I was recently. This is very very recent. I was in a situation where I'm in a in a group. Um, I'm in a in a I'm in a place, and I have to be very vague because I I don't want to talk about it because of the place. But I was somewhere, and um, there were only. Two women of color, me and another woman. I'm Indian. She's black. And a white woman asked, um, was talking to my my husband, and they were having a big conversation and stuff. They were they were having a conversation. I happened to come over to talk to him, and then he says, "Oh, this is my wife." And she said, "Oh, I wasn't sure if you were <laughs> if if you if you were." The girl with the braids or the girl in the dress. There was, say there was 50 people there. But but she narrowed it down that his wife must be the woman or me in the dress. How did she narrow it down? Mm-hmm. How did she make that assumption? assumption? Mm-hmm. Why didn't she think he was married to a white woman? And that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was innocent. It could be a microaggression slash ignorant comment, mm-hmm. but it bothered me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't vent about it to anybody. This is actually the first time I've said it out loud, but it really bothered me. And I was like, why do people make so many assumptions about you Mm 
by the way you look. Why can't someone just like get to know you just as you are? Yeah. Just as you are. That means that she saw me at the whole event or whole place and just figured the girl in the dress. Yeah. Well, I and, just, and I am the girl in the dress because, you know, my best friends from high school are white. And I was blessed because that they took me and I, you know, took me in and saw me just like their own. And they're still my best friends that I take to all of my Indian weddings. And they, they were the only two. Like my mom would always said, Lauren and Taran, are they coming? Lauren and Taran. I'm like, yes, they're coming. <laughs> and they didn't mind. Like they were like, they're like me at a party. Like I knew that they saw me as I am. Like they saw me hiding under the tree because I'm not allowed to get dark. I mean, now I'm okay. I love the sun, but you know, I wasn't allowed to get tan. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of my rules. I wasn't allowed to play soccer. You know, I had all these rules. Um, but you know, they came to all my events and all the stuff, and they were the only you know white girls at the party, and everybody knew them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I'm the only person. You know, hey, I find that interesting. Like. You couldn't get dark either, huh? No, because yeah. it's beautiful to be fair. Yes. Mm. Wow. Yes. yes. Now that is something new for me. Mm. He didn't know I that. thought that was just us. Oh, no. Right. We're the same. Okay. So okay. I'm from the south, south of India. So India is like a huge country, okay. you know. Mm. Right. Um, and I think that's actually a worldly thing. Mm. Okay. It you is. know, so yes. lighter. So even yes. in our matrimonial ads, because we have a job in India, a marriage broker is like an actual true job that wow. arrange marriages. Mm-hmm. And the first like adjective you use is fair, which they're actually trying to stop because mm-hmm. I'm part of a group for um, Black Lives Matter. We're, we're part of a group like mm-hmm. that supports that Indians. And that's one of the things they talk about is that we're, okay. we don't like that, that, okay. we, you know, um, yeah. that we don't like that, you know, which is why I support my kids playing outside and mm-hmm. my kid is gets sunburn, which we've never, I have never burned in the sun, but I was an adult, but not as a child. But I guess mm-hmm. your point is like, wow. that bothers me that, um, that my, you know, and I, I'm not saying my friends back home because mm-hmm. my friends back home loved me the way I was. Cause like, so when my parents immigrated, I was in this bubble that they put us in because that's all they knew. You know, we mm-hmm. I hung out with all Indian friends that I grew up with and all that. I only made non-Indian friends when I left, like, because pri- my parents thought you have to, like, put them. This is, and like I said, India is a huge place. So just because my family has raised us this way doesn't mean all Indian people are the same. We're all very <laughs> different. So I don't want anyone to be like, your parents are like this and uh-huh. other people, all Indian people are different. Everyone's raised differently. But my little little community like little life that's how uh, we were and my um we they all put us in a little christian and we were christians Mm -hmm. and um they put us in a christian little private school and that's how it was and then when i went to public public high school and and so forth that's when i met my non um indian friends they didn't corrupt me or anything. <laughs> now that you say you being Christian, I think when I first met you, I did a faux pas. And I think about it and I'm like, gosh, Lena, that was so stupid to say. Because I know, we know an Indian family and they're Hindu, right? Is that what most Hindu? I mean, it's, it has a lot of religions, but they're, yes, they're the ones that, they're the ones that, um, that uh, celebrates uh, Diwali. Uh huh, yes. Okay. So the Indian family that we know, they celebrate Diwali. So when I first met her, I'm like, oh, yeah, we know. And I mentioned Diwali. She's like, I'm Christian. And I and I remember thinking, Lena, that was so stupid. Normally, I wouldn't, I no, wouldn't, I wouldn't stereotype because I'm like, of course, like not all Indians are Hindu. Like that was so dumb. And I, it sticks with me. And I apologize. Oh, it course. does. I mean, you and I are friends and we've been, we've discussed so many other things. But the very first time I met her, I'm like, that was stupid. No, I didn't even think about it. Well, I did afterwards. That was the dumbest comment, and you have to watch what you say. You're totally yeah. fine. Um, yeah. That's so funny that you said it because we were we were looking at neighborhoods in Marietta, and one of our friends um, 
she was showing us around and she's like, oh, this person lives here and this person lives here. And she goes, and this is where the age and she stopped <laughs> and she was about to say this is where the Asians live. And then she looked at us and she goes, uh, and then she changed it, you know, cause she was about to say, yeah, yeah. This is where the Asians live. Yeah. But she, so it happens. It yeah. happens. I'm not going to be mad if she says this is the Asians live. I'll be like, yeah, my people. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's okay. I, I'm not like, you, I'm not that way. I, I mean, know. I'm not going to be. You know, it's, I know, I, but that's I'm, just, I'm fun. We're fine. That's just a small example you know. of we say things without thinking. And then it's like, mm-hmm. why did I even have to say that? Why? Because I know this Indian family. I have to relate it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who does that? I mean, so. Indian people don't know I'm even Indian because even the um, the owner of the new ice cream shop near us mm-hmm. um, is not is is Indian. And I had to tell him I'm Indian because. You know, my, that's so crazy. Because I'm telling I'm you, I'm confused. I'm uh, people confuse me for Indian. I, we've talked about yeah, that, yeah, Shine yeah, and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. not anymore. But back in the day, when I was, I mean, I like it. I'm mysterious girl. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Shiny. So, you, when you were talking, you were saying um, something stood out when you said model minority, and I was doing, you know, some reading and preparing for this for the show, and I never even like. Uh, I've never heard that term before. I mean, I know Asians are considered very, you know, meek and mild and submissive and quiet and respectful. And when reading, I was like, oh, my gosh, like it, it literally opened my eyes to the Asian community and how they kind of keep to themselves. But there's a reason why they do that. And I guess in, in the United States of America, they're considered the model minority because they just keep to themselves. Well, you just said it too. Yeah. Like we are. We. I would say, like as a as a whole continent in general. I would say that that that's not just even that's not that's that's all Asian Americans in general. I would say is very like submissive, meek. You know, not boastful. You know, we're raised culturally to um, become educated, take care of the family. Um, be private like you know when I, and I said this openly when when we went to like family counseling you know seven years ago our therapist said we were the first Asian couple or Asian family to ever you know and he ever come into his office you don't come and be open about you know things like that it's 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 taboo and even with mental health like you know my family would never go seek help about things you keep you keep everything within the family um and say like say with model model minority meaning we're pushed to to do well to work hard and i say model minority because um if you look at at the lists of top top doctors like successful practices everywhere that's asian dominated Mm -hmm. And I think when people see that in the U.S., I think that they hold that, which is why I think my friend was saying that. I think it was, you know, you may be brown, but you're doing well. And, you know, we're going to look past that. Mm -hmm. That's what I that's how I took it. You know, I'm not I didn't really question too much of how it was meant. And I think maybe even some Asians who don't want to maybe analyze it too much or think about it too much and makes, and for them to even feel better about the situation, they're like, okay, I've worked really hard and this is my ticket to like do well in this country. Mm -hmm. You know, I've earned this spot and I'm here, but yes, they're not going to, um, you know, like necessarily make a big scene. And I, and what that poem that we were listening to earlier, that beautiful poem, it isn't getting the most, like the, the publicity and the media that it needs. Cause all this Asian elderly is getting um, beat up and, and killed and hurt and all this Asian hate crimes and the recent, um, murders um here in georgia Mm -hmm. i mean people are blaming all this on 
on Asian people here in the United States for all this. And it's really sad and horrible. And if you think about it, we know that this is all not true mm. and absolute hate. And yeah. it does need to be heard. Why do you think, I think that Atlanta murders were, you know, public because it was a mass shooting, but like all these other little instances, no one's really talking about it. Uh, and why, why is that? Why do we think that is like black lives matter and the movement is in our, in our faces pretty much. Do you think it's because the black community is like, I'm done. We're, we're rising up and we're, and look at us and the, I think that, I, I mean, I guess I feel like with the black community, like for me also, like I was, I mean, I, 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 I stood with the black community mm-hmm. as well. Cause I feel, I mean, for me, I feel Asian, I feel black, mm-hmm. I feel, I don't feel white, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I also, yeah, I feel like there's a strong voice there, you know, there's strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, I mean, but me, even me as an Asian myself, right. It's taken me so long to find my own voice personally. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to stand up for yourself yeah. for, you know, just for me personally. So, um, it's hard to do when you're taught at a young age. Uh, I, I'm speaking, I, I'm only speaking for myself as mm-hmm. a young, I'm not mean, middle-aged um, <laughs> Asian woman. I'm taught to be submissive, serving, catering, do as I'm told, you know, study, practice as I'm told. I'm not taught to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. If someone knocks you down, get up and push them back i mean Mm -hmm. i'm not taught that Mm -hmm. not at all yeah but i don't think anything that's going on right now is right at all yeah i mean i've read like with the killings that it wasn't a race thing it was oh he had a bad day yeah yeah he had had a really really bad day erica right i've had bad days like Mm -hmm. right like (laughs) i don't know yeah, it's tough. I, I laugh because it's not funny, but I laugh because it's ridiculous how stories can just be spun differently depending on, you know, who you are and your perspective. And There are so many accommodations made for white people when they do things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a bad day. Or you suddenly, you know, you look at mass shootings, which are primarily done by white people, mm-hmm. <laughs> mostly men. Yeah. Um, but the story around that person, you know, they are a good father or you're surprised. The family is so shocked or they had a tough upbringing. Like there's so much humanizing done mm-hmm. yeah. around white people who commit crimes when people of color who commit crimes or even are thought to have, even if they haven't, mm-hmm. are dehumanized and I don't critique the humanizing of white people I just wish everybody was able to be humanized like it's it's not a call for more cruelty or for Mm -hmm. white people to also be killed in the street of course not (laughs) you know but we just you see it so clearly if you choose to see it Mm -hmm. you can see it so clearly for how those standards are so different and the way that much in our society makes room for white supremacist ideas. Mm-hmm. Like people make room for that and kind of just give a lot of margin for those ideas to perpetuate and to continue. Excused behavior. Mm-hmm. Very much. Very much. You blanked out. Already. I did. I you, just <laughs> you went somewhere. Where you at? Where you at? I just... There's a lot of things Speaking. I can't say to the people. Yeah. Are you okay? I, 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 Are you okay? I, no, she, she went somewhere. I did. Feelings. I just, if I say what I feel, like it's, yeah. Friends. I'm tired. Yeah. Like I feel, I was telling my husband today, like I'm, I feel like I'm still, I'm not recovered from the last four years. Yeah. You know, from everything that's happened from 
the 2020 election from COVID, which we're still in, mm-hmm. um, not recovered from election day and from runoffs here in Georgia, from the assault on the Capitol on January 6th, mm-hmm. um, even all like just shenanigans on um, inauguration day. And mm-hmm. I was planning to be out of town that day and was in um, Montgomery, capital of Alabama. And of course, you know, there were all these talks of you know, uprisings at capitals around the country and just, I'm so tired you know, and, and nothing happened on that day in Montgomery, but, you know, living with mm-hmm. so much trauma that we have seen and for my friends of color experienced in a much more visceral way as you watch your peers and colleagues and elders hurt, yeah. attacked, killed, um, disproportionately hit by COVID. I'm just, I'm so tired. And so I think what makes me tired, um, I, that, I know I zoned out for a minute there, but um, what makes me tired is people that I know are quote unquote, because I hate this term, good Christian people, but that's what they call themselves. And they're the ones making these microaggression comments. And and they're the ones questioning these things that we're trying to tell you. This is what it is. And they want to push back and push back. So I have a hard time understanding how can you be a Christian and how can you still side with something that goes completely against my religion as a Christian. And I know that's a, a, a podcast for another time, but that's where I get angry and that's where I get extremely exhausted. And that's exhausted. where when we were talking yeah. earlier, um, I didn't I didn't come up with that phrase, but that was a phrase I was looking for when I tell you, hey, there's nothing you can do with those people. Um, I don't, I no longer waste my time on the willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're not that mm-hmm. stupid. You're choosing to be that stupid. So yeah. I don't waste my time on the willfully ignorant. They yeah. those are the individuals that I can't stand the most. Like they know. They oh, you know. know better. Yeah, yeah. You know better and you can do better. Um, you you can at least read, yeah. you know. I think it's tough so, because the community that we live in, they're I mean, that's where, this is where we live. You and can't, everywhere. you have to learn not to exhaust yourself on that. I mean, unless you just, you say what you need to say and, and be done with it. Mm-hmm. But it's no sense in going round and round and round. I think it's radical it acceptance of who right. they are. That's right. who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's not you. You don't, you, you, you don't put that on you. Well, that's what I'm learning, but it's mm-hmm. still frustrating because mm-hmm. it's people that we. It hurts. We, that are not, these are not strangers. These are people. I know, these are your, I know, I know. I have, I have those type of people in my yeah. life It'd be well. different if they're yeah. all a bunch of strangers. And it's not like I sit around and talk about these things, but you just know. I know. I know what you mean. But politics has to be shelved. Remember, mm-hmm. we talked about this. We did talk about that. And, and, and I get what you mean. Cause but sometimes it's not, I, know. I don't know. I, politics aside, it's, it's humanity that we're talking about. It's I know. humans. I know. Like, why does that have to do with politics? I know we can do a whole podcast on that. And, and that would be a, 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 be, a beautiful one, but that, which is why I think I'm moving towards, which is why I'm saying I have, I'm tired of hearing that I'm accepted. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be accepted. I want to be seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing this kind of stuff Yeah. because just like you said, what was the comment you said in the beginning? Um, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. That's such a, that's so not true. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that people say that now. Because how long have we been hearing mm-hmm. that? Yes. Come on. Yeah. Like, that is like the oldest thing ever. In the book. Yeah. And people are still using it. Yes. Yeah. Or when they say all lives matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or something like that. Come, you know, like you obviously don't get what black lives matter yeah. mean. Yeah. No, they don't want to. They don't want to. And uh, that is because, you know, you see how I see it. Yeah. Um, and especially in the, the modern world that we're living in right now. I mean, this has been happening forever. 
But now because we have video, we have smartphones and we can you can see it like I can see it. But this is what has been talked about forever. And people, they choose not to see it. And they choose to say, well, I don't see color because that's their way of not acknowledging it. Or not acknowledging right. is my other second right. pet peeve. Yeah. If they don't say it. So if they don't say Black Lives Matter, like say they don't say it at all, mm-hmm. like avoiding it mm-hmm. to me is also an acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes them uncomfortable to, to right. acknowledge it. Yeah. But to me, that's conflict too. It is. Yeah. Avoiding it is also conflict. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be associated with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Because I am a we are the world type of person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go Whitney. No, was it Whitney that started? It's not Whitney. It was Whitney it was and Michael. <laughs> Whitney and Michael and, and It's and, all of us. And Lionel Richie. Yes. Why are you naming all of them? Because it because they're all my favorites. They're all my favorites, Erica. They're the yeah. ones that can find. <laughs> But yeah, I want, I want, I want those people in there, and there's white people in there singing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know those. Those are, those are my Lord and Dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am too. So I don't, I don't understand where these people are coming from at all. Because I'm like you. I mean, we've traveled, we've lived in other places, so we've seen other cultures, and and I honestly. Either it does anger me, but I honestly feel sorry for people that are closed minded. Yes. Because it's, it's, they're angry on the inside, even though they may not realize it or recognize it. There's a lot of anger and hurt and, and which comes out in hate. That's not an excuse, but I feel sorry for people that don't know what it feels like just to accept people for who they are. Because, man, it's nice. I love learning other cultures. I love learning people's traditions. Like, I think it's the coolest thing ever. Yes. And I don't understand how people are closed off to that. And a lot of it is fear. It's, yes. I think so, it's 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just fear. And they just, they, the unknown. Mm-hmm. They just don't know. But what's also exhausting is that we have to conform. In order for them to understand, it's like, okay, I don't want them to think all Latinas are, are ghetto. And, you know, I've been told, too, it's like, oh, you don't have an accent, quote unquote. Okay, what's what's that accent we're talking about? Or, you know, a lot of people assume because you're Puerto Rican, you go to New York and that's where, you know, I'm not street. I mean, I, I can be in the streets, but I wasn't grow, like I didn't, wasn't raised in the streets like that where, you know, I'm all like rolling my head and have an accent so when they say that I'm like I understand what you're saying and I'm like oh well I was I learned English in Colorado and that's why I have this Coloradoing accent Coloradoing because <laughs> I know what they're saying but I'm like that's where my accent comes from but um but it's like we have to conform to them to make yes. them feel comfortable in yes. order for them to get to know us our yes. culture yes. to make them feel safe to say for them to see like oh okay she's a cool people so if she's cool people maybe this other person from Puerto Rico or Dominic or wherever or with Philip but you know this other black man will be just as awesome as Philip you know because Philip is cool but we have to kind of bring us bring ourselves kind of down like I know when to be loud. I mean, I'm loud a lot of the times, but there's times where there's people that don't really truly know me. They think I'm serious, which is LT serious. <laughs> no, but they do. They think that I'm like quiet, serious, intimidating, intimidating, because I'm not going to show you my my full self because I don't feel like you deserve to know that part of me. So the people that know me, you're welcome. Because, no, seriously, you're welcome because I'm not like that with everybody. I've been told these things. Mm-hmm. Like Same. I think same You're thing a mystery. Me. I'm like, well, Nobody great. I'm glad you're, either. I'm a mystery and I do it on purpose. It's very, it's very, it's done on purpose because you don't get to see the real me so that you can go off and judge me and tell people how loud I am. So the people that know me, know me and love me and accept me for who I am. And that's. I mean, I, 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 I 100% agree. Yeah. I think people think I'm this volunteer crazy type a organized person but they have they haven't opened the closet they haven't seen all the clothes flying out at them Mm -hmm. they don't know that like i could be fun and i tell like super funny jokes (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, with with Shiny, they come to her and they want you to do the um the the work for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I learned the word no. Good. COVID taught me that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, you know, you all were talking about conforming and everything. I don't do that. Well, yeah, she's doing No, I really yeah, don't. So just that's maybe code just switching. Add, just add. Code switching is conforming. That's different, though, but I'm still always me. I'm still you, always me. Yeah. I, may, I, I may code switch, but I'm still always me. You're going to get what you get. Yes. I, I see what you're Even saying. Even when I'm at work. You know, I, I'm at work. I have a little mm. more professionalism because I, I'm a teacher and mm. I should. However, my co-workers and my mm. supervisors still get who they going to get. Yeah. You get me. No, no, I get yeah, that. Right. I don't change myself. I just don't give you all of it is what I'm saying. You're going to get me, I but think it's just not because all I'm, of it. I'm very versatile. Mm-hmm. I seem to shock people because they get what they get, but then it's like, oh, like, oh, you listen to that type of music, or mm-hmm. you like this type of thing, or like, I feel like I'm, I'm a little different in that yeah. regard. I shock people in a different way, yeah, because you, you still always, you're gonna get who you're gonna get, mm-hmm. um, from me. I like that. No, though. Mat- no matter, you're real. no matter the setting, like you're real, um, you're authentic. I may be quiet at first. Mm-hmm. I may mean mug, yeah. as I've been told. You do, but. <laughs> That's when true. I when I do start to speak, you you just go you're gonna mm-hmm. get what you're going to mm-hmm. get. I, I prefer that. And I'm that. not going to like. I, I don't. Say I don't that. know. When I say that, I just want to save that cool part of me for the people that truly. That when I say that, I don't. I they're gonna, that, they're, but they're I gonna feel get like me. That's but, how you draw who needs to be near you. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, everyone needs to be near right, me. Though. Exactly. Yeah. So if you show exactly who you are from uh, the beginning, uh, you get those non-fake people. You know what around it is? you. I think I already know who you are, and so my walls go up. So I don't even want to try. You don't even need to see. No, I don't. Because I, I already know. I don't try. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not trying to have you near me. Mm-hmm. If you are. If you draw yours, if we draw ourselves to each other, mm-hmm. then we're meant to be around yes. each other. We're vibing. Yeah. But I can't vibe with you and you can't vibe with me mm-hmm. if we're not who we are mm-hmm. from the start. Yeah. Like, that's how I, that's just how I feel. That's I totally, that's I totally vibe. Yeah, yeah. Let's right. vibe. <laughs> like, that's so vibe. It's, I agree. And so that's how you eliminate having, and I, yes. I was listening to you say you have people who you are around often, mm-hmm. but they have all these varying like these vast differences from you and how you feel on yes. these subjects. I, I don't feel like I have that in my life mm-hmm. because I'm not attracting that because you're going to get who you're going to get. From I the attract beginning. all the peeps. Yes. Yeah, and I, and I have to weed but them see, out. Some people can't, the people that can't yeah. handle me mm-hmm. are the people I don't need around mm-hmm. me because if you can't handle me, you can't handle yourself. Yeah. Because you're not being 100 with yourself. Yeah. So, I like, when you were saying that and, the, like, the people around you, I don't have those kind of circles. You need to read a couple books that I just bought. Yeah. This is the thing. Um, I, I, um, I think everyone has their roles mm-hmm. and their purpose on this earth. Right. I... I have zero problems pushing people away and saying, you're not my people. I can do that easily. I feel like I can keep someone in my life. This is a different podcast. Yeah, it is. This is our boundaries podcast. Yeah, we can talk about that. But I can have people in my life that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. There's something inside of me that I feel like there's certain people that that I need to be around. I don't know. I don't have much to contribute to the code switching discussion. I thought, no, it was a great <laughs> You were over there like, I saw your eyes though, your eyes are- Yeah, no, I'm like that. Right. Y'all deserve yeah. to be heard Lin- about that. Lindsay, do you code switch and ever? <laughs> ever? I mean, it's a, t- it's a different topic. Like yeah. if you shift the prism, like as mm-hmm. being a woman, mm-hmm. which we could also talk about that, mm-hmm. but we're more at the intersection of we you are women that. of color as a white woman. I have those dynamics of like what women are supposed to be. Yeah. That's definitely another topic for another podcast. I just love how as women, we can take one topic and start with that and end with something completely different. So 
Before we get out of here, ladies, I want to go ahead and share the quote of the week. It was shared by Layla Waba on my Facebook page, Virago247. If you're on Facebook, go and join that group. And she shared this quote, you can choose to look away, but you cannot say you didn't know. So I want to thank everyone. Thank you we, so much for having we me. We literally can talk forever on this topic. There's mm-hmm. so many, so many different angles that we can tackle it, but this was a good conversation. I want to thank Lindsay, Shiny, Erica. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thanks Thank you so much for listening to Virago 24-7. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please give us five-star ratings. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Virago 24 underscore 7 and on Facebook at Virago 24 slash 7 and just connect with us and share your story. We'd love to hear from you. Just give me my space to